Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, today, I have a very special guest with me. Um, uh, very happy to uh, reconnect with them again. We talked uh, briefly earlier last week and um, I'm happy to um, introduce them to you guys. Um, if you don't know him, it's a pleasure for you to get to know him now. He's gonna have a bunch of information and we're gonna have a great conversation. So I'd like to introduce Xavier James. Xavier? RJ, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, what brought you down this path of entrepreneurship? Well, uh, I've been an entrepreneur. Well, I've had the ambitions to be an entrepreneur since I was 14. Uh, and so after retiring from the military, what I recognize is if I'm ever to have the lifestyle I desire, then uh, entrepreneurship is the way to go about uh, making that happen. And I'm a firm believer in what Zig Ziglar said, that if you help enough other people get what they want, then you in turn will get what you want. Yes, that is, that is the best. That is, that is the greatest quote. Uh, if more, if more entrepreneurs live by that quote, they would do a lot less sell, sales online um, and they would provide value. And that's, that's something I talk with entrepreneurs about a lot, especially in the digital marketing industry. You go on their LinkedIn page and you just see a bunch of post about their business what we do what we do what we do and it's like hey if you provide value to people you won't have to sell to them and that that goes along with that that zig ziglar quote people want value you position yourself as the uh, expert in your industry you won't have to ever sell again <laughs> i agree you. with you <laughs> so yeah um so you said uh one thank you for your service first thank you oh i appreciate it Yes, I appreciate it. And um, so, so what in the army like triggered that? I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, in the military triggered. I believe you were Air Force, correct? No, actually, I was Army. I wasn't army? smart enough to be Air Force. <laughs> Nor was I. Nor was I. Yeah, did the army some some grunt work there. <laughs> you know what? What I realized was because of my duties, I was unable to moonlight i wasn't able to have you know a second job or anything like that like so many individuals that uh, i work with could uh but i knew i wanted more income uh just so i could be a lot more comfortable and I, I was happy with my pay but you know i wanted more and so uh one day in san antonio texas when i was uh stationed at uh fort sam houston uh i was encouraged to go down to uh i think their dome i can't remember exactly what it was called and um, I stumbled across, I, I went down there looking for vending machines to be specific. Um, uh, that was a, probably one of the best experiences of my life. And I owe a lot to my father who, when uh, growing up in Houston, Texas, would oftentimes take us to the Astrodome where they would have uh, various events for uh, businesses and so on. And course I probably caught the bug from my father who uh, had a popcorn business this was in the uh, 80s well anyway uh, as I'm walking around uh, looking for vending machine suppliers which I eventually wound up finding one I stumbled across a company that had a product where a man was dripping into his hand hydrochloric acid and it wasn't burning him. and so I was fascinated and uh for 25 bucks, I bought into the company, but I didn't understand a thing about what I had just done. Uh, <laughs> when uh, my sponsor called me, uh, I was annoyed. Why does this guy keep calling me? And uh, when I would get the publications, I wouldn't read them because they were kind of boring and dry and black and white. So I would throw them away. And believe it or not, that was probably, yeah, that was probably my very first um exposure to network marketing, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, referral marketing, but I didn't understand what I was doing at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. You, you know, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's great that you bring up the MLM aspect of it. You know, it's, uh, these guys, those are some of the hardest working people. Those are some of the hardest working people out there. And, uh, unfortunately they get a bad rap because you know um ponzi schemes or whatever and i have this i have this um this conversation with a lot of people and they're like oh you're in a, a pyramid scheme 
And it's, it, 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 it irks me because when I ask them where the pyramid scheme is, their answer is, you do all the work and the guys at the top get paid. And then I look at them and I say, you work at McDonald's, you do all the work and your employer gets paid. So what is the pyramid scheme? RJ, that's such an intelligent question. It's <laughs> one I've been answering all my life. I was um, mentored by a brilliant man by the name of Pat James, who later went to become a multimillionaire uh, working for various companies. But uh, I wound up being extremely lucky with a health and wellness company. And although arguably they're not a uh, multi-level marketing company or network marketing, uh, they go by um, what's called consumer direct marketing, which got me to thinking for the company that I've created to stay out of that arena. Because believe it or not, although there are a lot of legitimate multi-level marketing MLM companies, for most people, MLM stands for most lose money. And maybe with good reason, because... Uh, not all of them are above board or not all of them offer as affluent of an opportunity as maybe they would like to portray. You know, there are some people who have good reason to be better, uh, although they may be misguided. And then there are people who are just maybe critics of the industry without really knowing much of anything. As a matter of fact, when I run across those people, I ask the same question that you do. What is a pyramid scheme? And uh, I even go so far as to make the point to ask them to pull a dollar out of their pocket and to look <laughs> on the back of that dollar. And when they see that there is a pyramid with allegedly the eye of providence oh, above no. it, I tell them, well, you're involved with the biggest pyramid scheme of all, and it's run by our government. This paper is printed out of thin air. And so, you know, I love the fact that you are a champion for this industry because anything that we can do to help people have a better life, whether it's their involvement with this company, that company, or the other, well then, by all means, I wanna encourage them to do so. However, because I'm a student of this industry, uh, the thing that I would ask that they do is look at the um, statistics. You know, if uh, the top ranking people in the company uh, are very, very few, and the people who are uh, just starting aren't likely to make any money or very little money, then that may not be the company that you wanna be with. So it's really important to do your research like you would with any profession. So I absolutely adore the fact that RJ, that you uh, uh, talk to people the way that you do about having a open mind, but being intelligent in their quest. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And you brought up a lot of great points. A lot of great points. Um, the biggest one was um, you said research. Now, I, I asked this question because how do you do the research? And I know you have an answer for it. I could just tell by the look on I your do. face right now. I do. So I do. Uh, typically, the research is I'm going to go on Google and I'm gonna look up this company and I'm gonna see a hundred bad reviews, mostly because uh, of that acronym that you use, most lose money. And the ones that did or uh, did not put forth the effort that they were supposed to, they uh, go and they bash this company. They, they bash it into the ground. And of course, America loves negative news. For instance, you got the Kardashians, you got housewives, People love to see negativity. So, of course, they're going to uh, they're gonna target and just narrow vision in on those negative reviews. And uh, so how, how do you get around that? How do you get to the actual statistical numbers and information that you were just talking about? How, how we That's just a great question, RJ. And so let me say this. If it's possible for you to go on Google, I would say extend your search, if you can, to Google Scholar. You know, Google allows any person with a hat and uh, opinion to say whatever they want, and that's okay. Uh, this is America, uh, and so uh, maybe those things are to be considered. Uh, maybe some of the criticism is legitimate, but you know, 
I have found, just to make a point, Samuel L. Jackson is a scam. You can actually look that up. Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson is a scam. And you'll see all type of um, uh, uh, opinions about why that's the case. But of course, we know Samuel L. Jackson isn't a scam. He's a uh, working actor who makes plenty of movies. So my point is that if you're looking for something negative, you're sure to find it. So I would imagine that your question to me as I'm understanding it is how do you determine through all of the negativity what's factual and what's um, actual and what's to be thrown away? Well, of course, uh, anyone who has a bone to pick and uh, they're being unreasonable in their criticism, that should be ignored. If you're looking for an opportunity, just like you would maybe moving into a neighborhood, if you lived here uh, in the great state of Washington and you were gonna move to, let's just say Texas, you would wanna do some research before maybe moving into a particular neighborhood because maybe the neighborhood has some issues that you aren't aware of. And you know, <clears throat> the first thing I would say is that most times when people join a network marketing company or a multi-level marketing company, they're gonna make mistakes. and uh, let that be a lesson. But after you've made those mistakes and you've learned a thing or two, learn to do your due diligence. And one of the things that you want to do is call up people, uh, call people who are in that particular company or who are in the industry. Also, any data that the company provides as far as how much money people are actually making and what the efforts are. But you know, before you do any of that, one of the things that I would ask that you do is a little soul searching. You know, sometimes people get involved with opportunities because they hear that it can make them a lot of money, but they actually have no um, aptitude for what it is that they're doing. For example, I know that I would make a horrible doctor. I would make a horrible doctor. So if opportunities were like careers, uh, typically, or like traditional careers, just because a bunch of people who are way smarter than me are making lots of money in, let's just say, the medical field, I need to make sure that the medical field is something that I want to do and that I can do. Uh, because someone like me who would make a much better uh, shoe salesman, if I get involved with uh, something that involves an aptitude that I don't have, I'm going to be miserable. And maybe when I drop out, I'll have nothing but bad things to say as opposed to uh, realizing the reality that I'm just not so good at that. I'm just not so good at this. And so I would tell people, if you like sales, well, then join one of the direct selling companies. If you like cosmetics, then join a company that allows you to do that sort of thing. If you uh, like networking and uh, you don't mind um, high ticket items, then join a company that does those sorts of things. So let me just summarize real quick. Do your research and do your research from a legitimate source. Look at all the other sources, but do your research. Do a little soul searching. Make sure that whatever it is that you're looking for, you're not doing it just for the money. Because the truth is that if you have a passion for what you're doing, then the money will follow. And so the idea is for you to consider, um, you know, <clears throat> RJ, there's a couple of things that I realized uh, affect people and they're not aware of it. And one is, uh, I call it the uh, lottery effect and the um, casino effect. The lottery effect is maybe if I just throw my name in there, this will work out. Regardless of what my skill set is, maybe I'll just luck up, purchase a ticket, and somehow it'll all work out in my favor. And uh, 10 times out of 10 times, that normally doesn't happen. <laughs> the other problem is what I call the casino effect. You know, I don't know if you've met people who tell you, oh man, I made $4,000 at the casino. And that's great. That's, whoa, bravo. How, how much money did you throw at that casino? Exactly. But if you spent 8000 in order to get it, you're not ahead. And so network marketing, <laughs> exactly. network marketing can be like that for some people. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> and you said soul searching too, which, which is something that a lot of people don't have. Their why, you know, their why. Um, if you go into any endeavor just to make money, chances are 
it's 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 not going to turn out the way that uh the way that you plan for it to it, it really just is you know what you're absolutely right you have to be careful about that you know being that i'm a christian man i recognize that the love of money can lead you to all sorts of evils As a matter of fact the scripture says many people have pierced themselves through uh with many sorrows in an attempt to get rich now is that saying that uh, you can't be blessed uh, with more than you have. You know, Jesus said that he came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. And I believe that that includes your finances. But strangely enough, most things in life do not come as a direct result of you going for them. Here's what I mean. If you want children, you can't just snap your fingers. There's a process. If you want diamonds, you can't just snap your fingers. Uh, that is, you, if you're going to get original diamonds uh, other than in a store, you can't just snap your fingers. You have to mine them. So there's a process. And, you know, the process of wealth accumulation, as I've, as I've learned and I am learning, comes from what, RJ, you've been saying. You have to add value to people's lives. And when you do that, people are more than willing to trust you. They're more than willing to buy your product because you're giving true value to them. And the money will follow. There's nothing wrong with being money motivated, but that can't be exclusively your motivation because then that can lead to, you know, you exploiting people and doing, making bad decisions. Definitely. Definitely. So, so um, tell us a little bit about your business. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about your business and the opportunity that you offer. Absolutely. I'm glad to do that. Thank you. Well, the first thing I want to tell you as a result of this conversation and the history that I've kind of given you is that I wanted to stay away from the multi-level marketing uh, component, although I'm a champion of it. I believe in it. I believe in the good ones that work. I also wanted to stay away from network marketing. And although there's a slight difference that most people don't quite understand, I'm just here to let you know that I'm neither of those. Uh, I'm more akin to referral marketing. Let me explain. The Abundant Life Network, the company which my wife and I have founded, is based on a principle that's natural to all of us. For example, I don't know uh, if you've ever heard your wife receive a compliment like I re I've heard my wife, girl, I like those shoes. Well, the first thing that my <laughs> wife will say to them, uh, whoever gave her the compliment is thank you. But shortly after that, so that people don't draw the conclusion that my wife is sedity or whatever, she'll modestly offer where she got them from. Oh, girl, I got these from Nordstrom's. Yes. And, you know, we do that with everything. We do that with movies, restaurants. We do that with uh, 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 books, car dealerships. We tell people where we received a good deal, things that we're happy with. But the problem is the majority of those establishments don't pay you for attracting customers. And indeed you do attract, you attract customers. You know, uh, not so long ago online, I was looking at uh, Facebook and when Coming to America 2 came out, oh, everybody had an opinion. Everyone had something to say about it, good, bad, or indifferent. And my point was, how much are you getting paid to do that? You know, Eddie Murphy's received his check, he's cashed it and he's gone on about his business. But yet here we are referring, recommending, not recommending, telling people we like it, we didn't like it, but we're not getting paid at all. Well, with the Abundant Life Network, with uh, close to 600 products uh, and uh, striving for a thousand, whenever you refer someone to uh, myabundantlifenetwork.com, you're going to be receive payment uh, if you're an affiliate. Now, not everyone is interested in making money and that's okay. We absolutely love our customers. Uh, but if you're an affiliate, by simply telling people about products that you've purchased or maybe even products that you haven't purchased, you don't necessarily have, for example, uh, we have lipstick and wigs. Well, I'm never going to wear a lipstick or a wig, <laughs> but I wanna make money off of the fact that people enjoy those products. And so basically that's how um, the Abundant Life Network works for people who are interested in earning income. Gotcha. And what was that uh, website? Again, I'm going to uh, definitely have it uh, in the comments and description. So guys, make sure you check that out. But can you uh, give us that uh, website again? Absolutely. The name of the company is The Abundant Life Network. However, the website is myabundantlifenetwork.com. 
perfect perfect and uh uh we were talking uh last time we talked you showed me an amazing uh amazing product that um that um is we're definitely it's going to be a household product here in my home i have a, a son who has hydrocephalus he has a bunch of um um immunity issues immunity deficient issues so this product is going to be amazing can you you have it you have it on you now i do as a matter of fact this is one of many that we offer uh this is the pure air solo uh this believe it or not and i have to tell you i'll just be really honest with you i doubted the technology initially i believed in the larger units that a person might put in their house or uh, plug in but this personal one, I kind of thought, you know, what it says it can do, creating a four-foot bubble around you of pure air, I kind of looked at it like not wanting to drown in the ocean and thinking that you could take a straw and drink all of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy right I there. said, you know, this is really impossible. <laughs> but here's what I've discovered. Uh I have it on now because earlier, before beginning this conversation with RJ, um, uh, my eyes were giving me some issues. I guess maybe there's pollen or I don't know, some sort of something in the air. And quite frankly, I feel probably 75% better now. Uh, I had this pressure behind my eyes and my nose was starting to do this thing. So I went ahead and popped this on, I uh, cut it on, and uh, man, I'm feeling fantastic. And so, you know, uh, one experience I had before this that really made me a believer was uh, my wife had it on and we were out someplace uh, sitting at a restaurant and uh, I was about to sneeze. And in this day and age, yeah. if you, you sneeze, sneeze in public, yeah. everyone's get away from me. <laughs> yeah, and they spray you down with Lysol. Oh, so. Yeah. What I did was I moved closer to my wife who had this device on and the sneeze went away. But I thought, you know, maybe I'm just kind of uh, imagining that because yeah. I moved. Maybe it's the you know, flu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move away from her again. And sure enough, the um, uh, the desire, the, the need to sneeze came back. So I said, let me get close to her again. And sure enough, it went away. I thought, wow. Maybe this is really doing what it proclaims it does. You know, it, um, and I don't know how to explain the technology. It doesn't just merely filter the air, but there, it, it actually um, sends out, uh, a, I think it's called ozone, if you would, which, believe it or not, kills uh, um, salmonella on surfaces and various different types of uh, pathogens, uh, allergens, and all that sort of thing. And so it's just been absolutely remarkable to have this technology in our refrigerator, to have this technology plugged into the bathroom, where I really thought that sometimes when I come out of the master bathroom, I'm going to ruin my relationship with my <laughs> wife. Uh, <laughs> but it's great to know that this is solving that. <laughs> you, are, you are literally walking around with a weightless biohazard suit on right now. <laughs> And that is, that is, that's, that's amazing. And especially yeah. in these times, yeah. And in, in these times, uh, wow, that's yeah. So you guys, this is just one of the amazing, uh, products on, um, myabundantlife.com. Myabundantlifenetwork.com. Network.com. I'm going to get that right. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with names and stuff. <laughs> that's perfectly all right. <laughs> you know, if you, matter of fact, when we first came up with, uh, our name and for many of you, you're probably able to guess. Um, I take that name from what Jesus said would be our reality for those of us who believe uh, that he came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And I believe that that also includes the material needs that you have. Um, and so, you know, as I looked around, I want to be very careful how I say this, because sometimes our blessings can be disguised in hardships. For example, I mean, think about it. If you were Stephen, or some people pronounce his name Stephen, the first Christian martyr, uh, it doesn't look like that was very glorious. But I would say that it was glorious indeed, because in the midst of his being stoned, he looked up and the people who were stoning him said his face looked like an angel, but he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the father, ready to receive him. 
So although that doesn't seem very glorious, it was glorious indeed. But as I look around, sometimes I'm saddened by the struggles that I see people going through, struggles to make the rent or the mortgage, uh, struggling to make their car payment or struggling with their weight or uh, struggling with conflict in their life, uh, whether it be uh, direct or indirect. And I'm thinking, I have to do something about that in as much as I can, because I'm a believer and Christ has made me more than a conqueror. And so although I'm part of a body, my goal is to uh, do something. And so for me, that something was creating a business. I've been fortunate in business since I was 26. Uh, I'm 52 now, but I've been retired for 27 years. I haven't had to work a traditional job. And there's nothing to get, I, please don't hear me as knocking uh, what anyone does because I'm so glad that there are people out there who aren't lazy like me doing all types of amazing things. But I wanted to dedicate myself to the study of scripture and uh, really not be bothered, if you would, with working for anyone. And so um, I was lucky enough to stumble across, I don't really believe in luck, but I was blessed enough to stumble across a health and wellness company that allowed me to make uh, some residuals. And uh, so there's two companies that pay me residuals still. And because of that reality, I wanted something that was even easier for people. So I created the Abundant Life Network so that you can actually harness the power of what you do naturally. And that simply refer people to Nordstrom's and, and uh, rest Applebee's and you know, various places. Now, when you do it for the Abundant Life Network, you'll be paid. Yeah. You said, you do it every day. You ask me if I watch a movie, I'll say, yeah, I just saw it on Netflix. And then somebody will go on Netflix and watch. I don't even notice I do it every day. I do it every single day. I don't know anyone who can say that they don't. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's an amazing opportunity. You mentioned uh, you still get residual from two other companies. So I have a question about that. Sure. Uh, there is, a, I guess, a debate, a worldwide debate between entrepreneurs right now and business owners. Is it better to have multiple sources of income that take up percentages of your time throughout the throughout life or is it better to devote 100% of your time to one big source of income? That is a beautiful question. As a matter of fact, and it's complex. So let me do the best I can to answer it because I believe that there's two answers depending on who you are as an individual. Okay. You know, there's a saying that if you chase two rabbits, both will escape. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you my perspective about multiple streams of income and why I have them. In the book of Genesis, God created an environment for Adam. And as Moses pins the words, as the Holy Spirit gives him inspiration to do so, he records the fact that there were four streams that fed the garden. He even says that one of them was good for gold. Now, of course, Adam really had no need for gold in the way that we would uh, have it today, but nevertheless, there it was. And so I believe that your talents, whatever they may be, can be streams of income. The idea is for it to be as natural to you as possible. If you're a good speaker, maybe you could do voiceovers. That's a stream of income. Maybe you're a writer, so you write a couple of books. Those are streams of income. Uh, maybe you can dance. That's a stream of income. So whatever your talents are, they can be sources that bring income. You know, oftentimes I find, for example, with my mother, who is an amazing artist at 72, hopefully I have that right, 72 or 73 years old. <laughs> but uh, when I uh, try to inspire her to sell her paintings, uh, although she has this immense talent, <clears throat> she didn't see it that way. Now, recently she sold six and I'm glad. Congrats. I'm glad that she's uh, now officially a paid artist, if you would. <laughs> but before, you know, like other people who make great pies, you know, Marie Callender, you need to sell those pies. Oh, I don't think so. Until one day she decided, well, I think I will. Or Famous Amos Cookies or... 
on and on and on. When people recognize the talent that they have underneath their nose and they take steps to move forward, they may be surprised that the world has been waiting for whatever it is that you have to offer. But on the other hand, let's suppose that there is something that you need to do or something you desire to do as an entrepreneur or business owner, which can be two different things. And it involves a lot of your resources and a lot of energy, a lot of focus, a lot of um, um, dedication. And even if you wanted to um, do another thing, uh, you couldn't because of what this requires. Then I would say, put your entire heart into uh, that creation, that new uh, fidget spinner or whatever it is that you're making, uh, put your heart into it, believe in it wholeheartedly. If the Lord indeed has told you that this is going to work, then don't believe the lies that sometimes are whispered in your ear by good meaning people, yourself, the devil. Uh, if it means that you have to take a second mortgage out on your house and you believe that it's going to pay off, although there's lots of blood, sweat, and tears, then muscle through it. So depending on what it is that you're looking to do, whether it's link arms with other entrepreneurs who have well-established businesses, whether it's a t-shirt company or some health and wellness products that you just simply have to attract people to or sell or whatever, uh, then do that. But if you're coming out with maybe something original, if you're the next Bill Gates with a Microsoft or uh, the kid who created, whose name escapes me, who created Facebook. Uh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> then go for it. Go for it. I mean, this is a time in history where wealth is easier to create than any other time that I can think of. I remember when I was 14, looking in the back of um, Popular Mechanics magazine for opportunities because there were no uh, <laughs> entrepreneur magazine and so on. And now today, kids are getting on uh, TikTok and uh, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube, Facebook and they're making everywhere. a killing. Yeah. 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 That is. That I hope is... that answers your question. No, definitely, definitely. And you're right. This is the age of, uh, oh, man, this is the age of anything you want to do. As long as you have a phone, as long as you have a cell phone and a, and a, and a decent Internet connection. Oh, man. And, and one thing you said, too, with the whispers in your ear, the uh, the people that, uh, you know, there's a saying and I might mess it up. I might mess it up, but hopefully it gets the point across. So I can't quote it, but <laughs> but um. Um, your family won't notice, your family and friends won't recognize your success until strangers do. You know, so, uh, you have your family and friends and they're there. Uh, they'll never acknowledge you. They don't uh, support what you're doing and you're not big until the rest of the world uh, is recognizing your brand. The rest of the world is, hey, you're amazing and you're uh, for, in the Forbes magazine and you're a Fortune 500. Now everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I knew that guy. His, his brand is amazing, you know? Uh, so that's, 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 um, what, what was, did you have anything like that in the process of uh, building the Abundant Life Network? Absolutely. Right As a matter of fact, <laughs> not even my mother understood initially. And you know, having been a former theological uh, uh, theological student, um, I was kind of prepared for that because one of the things that I learned was something remarkable in school, and that was what God can't do, what He can't do. A lot of people say, "Well, God can do everything." Mm -hmm. No, no. One, He can't lie, can't fail. But did you know that when uh, the word was made flesh that Jesus could not perform very many miracles because of the traditions of men and because of their doubt. As a matter of fact, he said that a prophet doesn't have any honor in his hometown because the familiarity breeds a certain amount of contempt. Instead of recognizing that this man was 100% God as if he was never man, and of course, it's also true that he was a man at 100% as if he was never God. Getting that twisted in your mind 
and selling someone short because, well, I used to change your pampers. I, I know your mama. I know your brothers and sisters. <laughs> that will stop you from recognizing the greatness that God has hidden in our next door neighbor. Wow. Our next door neighbor may be the solution to our problems. What's in their pocket and in their mouth may bless us. But because we're overly familiar with them, it doesn't happen because we limit their ability to work positively in our life because of how familiar we are with them. And so when I was explaining to my mom, mom, this isn't anything like you have seen before. It took her a while to understand because quite frankly, sometimes we're so congested with things that have hurt us and that haven't worked that we're not hearing what the person is saying. We're hearing our doubt of their ability to bring us anything new because, well, like one company, like all the rest of those direct selling companies where you have to do this and do that and do the other. And so my mom was looking at me the same way. And there are other people even to this day who don't understand. I have a cousin who said, I'm no one's, uh, uh, I can't, no one's prospecting. My cousin doesn't know that my goal was to position him in such a way that while he was going through hip surgery, he would be able to bring in more money than uh, Social Security was paying him. And thank God for Social Security and all that stuff. But because he misunderstood, he missed out on thousands of dollars. Well, even to this day, uh, I don't want to have that conversation with him any anymore because uh, it was really kind of a rough patch in you know, how he spoke to me about uh, what he thought I was doing. So now I don't care to even make it clear. And it's true. There are strange, matter of fact, there was an order that just came in today that has completely knocked my socks off. And it's from a person who I don't particularly know very well. Wow. 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 That's, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a little bit of lost words right there. That's, uh, that's amazing. It's, um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that in this world that is so traditional to corporate America, that you have to convince people, hey, I'm trying to help. You know, it's, it's, it's easier to offer somebody a job and it's more natural to offer somebody a job that pays them what the market or the industry says they're worth. They're, they're, they're told you're worth this much because this is the job you're doing and that's it. That's, that's it. There's no, that's the ceiling. Like you're essentially, I don't have a problem with nine to five uh, workers. I don't at all. They make the world go round just as entrepreneurs and business owners do. Um, they make the world go round, but there are a lot of people that have so many ambitions and um, they are, are either a, stunted or stopped in their tracks by the non-believers that are closest to them, or B, they don't believe that they can succeed in doing anything outside of the traditional, uh, the traditional of our, our world, you know? And that's, that's very unfortunate is that um, when you present them with an opportunity, it's not familiar. So I don't want to do it, you know? And uh, you, you take some entrepreneurs who, um, in the face of adversity, they, um, they stepped outside the norm. You know, uh, Bill Gates, for instance, here in Seattle, walked around collecting initial investments by knocking on the door, you know, um, and people would donate money to the cause of um, building Microsoft initially. And it was said that um, once his company became public, he created more millionaires than the lottery, which, which is amazing. And I know a lot of people are sitting there like, man, I remember when that kid came and knocked on my door. Why didn't I just give him $15, <laughs> you know? And it, but it's, it's just unfortunate that that, uh, that traditional way of thinking is such a norm to where stepping outside of it is really like pulling teeth. But I feel like... Um, uh, I feel like COVID changed a lot of mindsets. I think that that opened people's eyes up to where their uh, their job can be here today, gone tomorrow, snatched from you in a second. So uh, I, I hope that, that, that this experience actually helped people to understand that they need to create 
something for their family. They need to create something that is tangible and um, that can be everlasting, that, that, that's a little more secure. You know what I mean? Um, there's nothing that's forever. I said everlasting, I misused that term, but it's something that they have more control over. You know, um, getting paid what you're worth, what you believe you're worth. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that people have to be reprogrammed to accept that. But, you know, that's true of all of us, RJ. Uh, one of the things that I recognize is when I'm floating through life as if there were no God, <laughs> just reckless with my words or allow my thinking to go in areas where I know God wouldn't be pleased, I'm reminded of the scriptures that tell us, uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, that you might prove what is the good, acceptable will of the Lord. But then verse two goes on to say, uh, but be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, it took me a long time to understand what that meant. But, you know, watching people refurbish furniture and my wife loves these uh, shows where they do the remodeling. They take a <laughs> plain Jane looking place and they spruce it up with all type of paint and various fixtures and so on. And how pleased people are when they walk into that environment. And so I now think about that in terms of, you know, there's a, I'm not a Zen Buddhist or anything, but there's a Zen Buddhist saying that goes uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so in other words, when you're ready, when you're desperate enough, when uh, you've determined that you've had enough, and you know, some people, they're comfortable where they are. Good, bad, or indifferent, in our opinion, they're comfortable where they are. And it really is best for us to leave them there. You know, we might make a, a, an opportunity to wake them up from what we think is their slumber, but, you know, in this tapestry of life, we all have a role to play. And sometimes I think, well, man, wouldn't it be great if everybody came to Jesus, if everyone was an entrepreneur, if everyone did it my way. But the truth is, not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur. Someone has to work. Uh, not everyone is going to come to Jesus, shamefully enough. Uh, there are some people who um, are going to have another alternative uh, at the end of their life. Uh, and so what I'm determined to do is find everyone who's looking for me. Everyone who's looking for me, I'm looking for. And so, you know, I may have to go through dozens and dozens of people who just aren't interested, who don't understand, who think I'm a scammer or uh, they have their doubts or uh, uh, in me or in themselves. And until uh, they see otherwise, until they develop, uh, we're, we're not going to be right for one another. And I'm okay with that. I'm learning to be okay with that. Uh, years ago, I wasn't, but I'm learning to be okay with that uh, because there is enough there are enough resources in the world for all of us. If you like blue, there's enough blue for you. If I like red, there's enough red for me and so on and so forth. And so, um, you know, if people don't recognize that what I'm attempting to do is good, that's okay. But I'm also prepared uh, for a certain amount of violence. And here's what I mean. You know, Jesus didn't escape this world and all the perfection that he had and all the good that he did without people misunderstanding it. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Gandhi. It seems like when you come into this world, whatever the environment of resistance is, if you're looking to do good, be ready to bleed for it. And I am. Yeah, definitely, definitely very well said. Very well said. Um, so, and and um, also what you said was to leave them there, to leave them there. Um, I'm guessing also a big factor in that, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's mindset. Uh, if that mindset isn't there, then um, even if they're interested in an opportunity to be able to do something, you know, bigger, 
there are certain traits and characteristics that need to be developed. And I, I don't know if a lot of people believe you're born with it, but um, I know I wasn't born with it. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was all developed through uh, what, what um, I've learned is the ABCs, people that you associate with, um, the books that you read and see the conferences you attend, you know? So um, a lot of that being poured into, and sometimes some people are lucky enough to have mentors. I, I wish in the beginning of my entrepreneur uh, journey, I bumped into you and, you know, cause you, you're, you just have a plethora of information of knowledge, you know, and I, I love listening to you talk. Uh, it is, yes, you, you could definitely hear the experience of this journey in your voice. And it, it is amazing. Um, I'm happy to have you here today. Um, I hope I, I hope our viewers are enjoying this conversation as much as I am, honestly. But um, it's uh, that mindset. Back to that, what traits, what characteristics do you believe are, uh, are, are at the top that you need to have when going into any endeavor like this, any any entrepreneurship doors opening, what mindset should you have before entering them? Well, let me digress for just a moment because I think that you actually named them all. And so what I like to do is just kind of reiterate, but let me just talk about where it comes from. You know, God told the great general Joshua that if he wanted to be successful, you can find this in uh, Joshua 1.6. He said, don't let this book of the law depart out of your mind and out of your mouth. So faith is really the key. The scripture says that he who comes to God must know that God is and know that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So for me, I really, really wanna be successful because I have kids and one day I'll have grandchildren and I want them to be successful. So that's the heritage that I'm hoping to lay. So in answering your question about mindset and leaving people where they are, I take it from the master. Jesus said, I'm gonna send you out two by two. And when you present the gospel to them, if they don't listen, shake the dust from your feet and go to the next city. Gotcha. So some people aren't ready. As a matter of fact, it reminds me of a story that I wound up studying uh, that really kind of blew my mind. It was about a disciple. And keep in mind that he was a disciple. Jesus came to him and said, follow me, which physically meant leave where you are and come with me. But he said, allow me to bury my father first. Now, at first, when I saw that, I thought, wow, that's really insensitive of Jesus to ask a man to follow him in the middle of a funeral. That's not what it means. Uh, his father wasn't yet dead. The expression simply meant allow me to hang around for however many years are left until my father dies, and then I'll come with you. Well, the person who was teaching me this told me to underline the words, me first. It's a mistake to tell the person who is looking to lead you someplace prosperous, allow me first to do such and such thing, because they may not have that sort of time on their agenda uh, in order to get you to where you're longing to be. So you'll just miss out. Now, keep in mind, that doesn't mean that he wasn't a disciple. doesn't mean that he had a hard life. It just meant that he missed out on the best. And here's the truth. Sometimes good can be the enemy of excellent. And so what happens is when people think, well, what I have is good. But what you're trying to offer them might be excellent and they don't see it because they're comfortable, it's safe, they're afraid. They can cleave to what's good and miss out on what's excellent. But you know, for those of us who are striving for more, to be more than we were yesterday, I think you hit it right on the head. Who you associate with matters. It took me a while to believe that because when I was a uh, uh, a younger man, uh, I believe that my personality was so strong, and it is, that I would be the influence. But that's not always the case. The wisest man ever to walk the earth besides Jesus was Solomon. And Solomon was warned against having many wives. The reason why, although it was okay for him to have them, but the reason why was because of their worship of other gods, and it might lead his heart astray. And surely that's what happened on a couple of occasions. 
So who you associate with rubs off on you. And then if you tell me the five books that you've read, I can predict your life. Hmm. Plain and simple. I can predict your life. And then lastly, as you mentioned, the conferences, uh, the courses, uh, those uh, things that you feed your mind, if you would, that, became, that become uh, meditations of your heart. You know, there's a saying, uh, I think it's computer language, garbage in, garbage out, or whatever, data yeah, in, data yeah. out, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the bottom line is what you feed yourself. You know, that's what I had to learn about my eye gate, my ear gate. You know, I have teenage, I have a teenager. Well, I have two teenagers. And uh, they listen to music that's just shocking. <laughs> it's just shocking. I'm like, wow. And you know, I came up in the era of Prince, so that's pretty out there, you know. But today they just say it, you know. Let me put my this in there, and let me do this and yeah. the other. And um, if you're not careful, uh, you will find yourself talking that way. Why? Because it's what you've allowed into your ear gate. So you have to be careful about those things. So I agree with you, RJ. Those are the ABCs, if you would, of moving from good to excellent and being diligent about, you know, your associations, uh, the books that you read uh, and, you know, the communication that you allow to happen in your mind through courses and and, um, uh, you know, correspondences, if you would. So I'm with you on that. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, we're about out of time now. Yeah, we're about out of time now. Um, Xavier, it's, I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it's been to have you on the show today. This the pleasure's is, been mine. Well, yes, this is, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, uh, so, um, guys, this will be um, on the video at the bottom of the screen and also in the description link, myabundantlifenetwork.com. Dot com. Did I get it right that time? You did. Absolutely. I, did. I knew I'd get it. I knew I'd get it. But um, thanks again for uh, thanks again. Thanks again for being on the show today. This has been an amazing show. And uh, you guys tune in for next week. We'll have another great show as well. But um, I, I hope that um, you guys all took something huge away from this. I've taken away some great some great knowledge that I'm definitely going to implement immediately into life like this is yeah this has just been a great show so um thanks again for being here xavier and we'll see you guys in the next episode